It's Monday, December 12th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome, everybody, to Goodwill Talk Daily. Great to be with you. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. I know that I did. It is a joy to worship every Advent weekend, uh, get to sing some Christmas carols. Uh, I know that we're getting a lot of Christmas carols in at all of our locations over these next couple of weeks, and and really is a, a wonderful opportunity to worship God using songs that are familiar, but maybe that we don't get to use all that often. Worship is the center of the Christian life. This is why we encourage people to be in worship every single week. Um, it's not because we're trying to control folks. It's because we're trying to um, really lean in to our identity as Christians. Christians are worshipers. That's what we do. Our function here is to give glory to God and to call others to give glory to him by making disciples. That's, that's what we do. Our purpose is to worship. Our mission is to make disciples who worship. You see how that all goes together. And, and we are called to go to the nations with that um, charge of making disciples, of making worshipers. And that's what we're going to see today in these few verses, is the nations coming and worshiping the child. So let's let's look together at Matthew chapter 2, and we're in verses 7 to 12. Matthew chapter 2, verses 7 to 12. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, so that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. I want to talk for a minute about who these wise men are. We don't know a whole lot about them. Um, they are called in, in the song kings, which is um, not what we see in the scriptures. They're not described as kings. They're described as wise men, and um, others would call them magi or magicians. The reason they're called magicians is because they're clearly astrologers of some sort. They uh, take time uh, looking at the stars to try and ascertain meaning about world events, Astrology is something that still exists today. If you um, looking through a, if you're looking through a paper, if you still get paper papers, um, then there's a horoscope section, and people will look at their horoscope, and their horoscope, of course, is based on constellations. It's all astrology. It's trying to glean meaning about life here on Earth from the stars. Astrology is uh, really a, a religion that was practiced by many, many faiths, including Zoroastrianism. Zoroastrianism is a faith from the Middle East. It kind of predates Islam. It was very popular in Iran, and, and really that, that would be to the east of Israel. And so people would be coming from the east who may be Zoroastrian in faith, and Zoroastrians practiced astrology, and here we have these wise men, maybe even clergy, Zoroastrian clergy, who were coming to see this king that was born in Bethlehem. 
they're following a star. They were studying the stars. They see this king star rise, and they go in the direction and say, who is this king who has a star that appears for him? This must be someone special. And so they go and they find Jesus. And here's their response. These are perhaps Zoroastrian clergymen, wise men, people who practice false faiths and come from other nations. Here's their response. Going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. Jesus is probably around two years old at this time. And they fell down and worshiped him. Leaders of another faith people of another nation, not of the chosen people of Israel. They come to the king of the Jews and they worship. They worship. This is a remarkable moment in Matthew's gospel because it shows that this king is greater than Herod. Herod is king of the Jewish people in Judea. He is in Jerusalem. But this other king, this king born in Bethlehem, this king who is living in a small house somewhere in Bethlehem, this king, this king is worshiped by the world, worshiped by the nations. How remarkable is this? When God sent Abraham towards the promised land, when he selected Abraham to be the father of his chosen people. He said, you will be a blessing to many nations. Throughout Israel's history, they were called to be a blessing to the nations around them, and they failed time and time again. But it has always been that God is working to save the nations, not just the people of Israel. And here we have, at the birth of Christ, the nations coming near in worship. This is the claim of the Christian faith. The claim of the Christian faith is not that we worship Jesus and everybody worships their own God. And, you know, one day we're all going to end up in heaven because it's all just one, uh, our own particular path up the mountain. No, we believe that Jesus is king of the universe, God, our creator and redeemer. And all people are called to worship him. It is an exclusive claim that even the heads of other faiths one day will fall in worship of Christ. That's what we see here given to us by these wise men, these leaders of another religion and another nation. They come to worship Christ. And so what we are doing as a church, what you are doing as a Christian is worshiping Christ, is worshiping Jesus in such a way that invites others to join you in that worship? Does your life attract others towards Christ? Does the rhythm of your life attract others? You know, you may be in a workplace that's really busy, particularly heading towards the end of the year. Is there a peace and a calm in the way that you work? Is there a joy in the way that you work? Are you driven by love do you have a hope when things feel hopeless? That's what Advent is about, isn't it? If that's true, then perhaps you are a fragrance, an attractive call to other people who may even serve other gods and worship in other faiths. Perhaps your example can attract others to come and worship Christ. He stands as the only God worthy of our worship. 
He was worthy at two. He is now continuing to be worthy, for he died and rose again. And he is our king and ruler today. We're here to worship the God of the nations. And so I encourage you to to think about this God, to meditate on a God who is worthy of the worship of all of the nations. Worship him yourself in spirit and in truth. That's what you got to do yesterday in worship. That's what I encourage you to do throughout the week. Time in the scriptures and time in prayer and worship of this God worthy of worship. And then live in a way that might be attractive to others so that you might invite others to join you in the worship of the one true God of Israel, Jesus the Christ. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, when we read of the nations, we reminded that that includes us. Lord, for any of us who are not Jewish, for any of us who are Gentiles, we see ourselves in those wise men who've come to worship. For Lord, you brought in the nations You combined us together into a new people. Once we were not a people, but now we are a people in Christ. You have called us to worship you. And so we begin by saying thank you. Thank you for calling the nations to yourself, for we are among those nations and we would be lost without you. And we ask, Lord, that you would help us to be ambassadors of the kingdom where we are encouraging others from this nation and from around the world to join us in worship of the true God, the God who is worthy of the worship of all people, no matter what religion they currently are partaking in, no matter where they are from, they are called to worship you. Use us to be that beckoning call, to take up the light of that star and call the nations to worship the true Christ. Help us, Lord to be your ambassadors, your witnesses. We love you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you so much for being here today. I'll see you again tomorrow right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.